This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, November 8th, 2022. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us for the Tuesday edition of the Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rachel Pearson, filling in for Rob Hart. There's some fresh data today from America's small businesses and on consumer confidence. We'll cover that in our next segment. Right now, key races and referendums are on the ballot as voters across the country head to the polls in the midterm elections. Let's check in on the local scene live now with Andy Shaw a former political reporter for ABC7 and a WBBM election analyst. Andy, what kind of voter turnout are we already seeing so far this uh, election day? Well, you know, the early voting, Rachel, was near a record high. The mail-ins and the early voting. For once, the early voting itself exceeded the mail-ins. I think there's a lot of interest and a lot of excitement. And of course, the national scene will be the control of Congress and these these Democratic versus Republican governors and the down ballot decisions about people who affect the elections, the secretary of states. But locally, we have this key referendum on increasing union power. We have a really interesting duo of Supreme Court races, which will determine which party controls the Supreme Court. And then, as we've said a couple of times recently, will the blue wave enable J.B. Pritzker and all of his Democratic allies and friends to use his money and his influence to hold on to all those Democratic seats. We'll find out tonight. With that shift in power sort of hanging in the balance, are there any local races that we anticipate may be more contested than others or really we're going to want to keep a close eye on? Well, right. The three congressional races involving Sean Caston, Bill Foster and Lauren Underwood, those are Democratic seats that Biden came into defense over the weekend and Kamala Harris, the vice president, came in to defend. And, of course, there was there was a, a visit from a, a Republican supporter. The point is, those are three contested congressional races that the Democrats have to hold or they'll even lose more ground in these House seats. They were strong Democratic, but there's been a trend toward Republicans and the Democrats are trying to hold that off. We'll see tonight. And also sort of broadening our spectrum here from the national level, what ripple effect might that have on on the state and local level as well from from tonight's results? Well, that's the big question. There's been this red wave in the past couple of weeks, a trend toward Republicans, which will help them in their House and Senate battles. The question is, does any of that seep down into Illinois? There's been concern that it might but no polling suggesting that it will. In other words, Democrats were in pretty comfortable control of most of those statewide and congressional seats. But I think the reason you saw Biden and the vice president in over the weekend was a fear that the red trend could seep into Illinois. Again, we'll find that out tonight. 
Illinois has been the anomaly. It's like a, an alternate universe. We continue to be a, a blue state in an increasingly red national picture. Will that continue tonight? That, of course, is one of the big things we'll be covering as the night progresses. And Andy will be part of our live continuous election coverage starting at 7 o'clock this evening. Andy, thank you so much for the preview. Coming up, how America's small businesses are feeling about the economy. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. There's a reading from U.S. small businesses today, plus the latest measure of consumer confidence. Let's talk about that data and its potential economic fallout from the midterm election with Bob Bruska, chief economist, fact and opinion economics based in New York. And Bob, let's first talk about uh, consumer confidence in general. It's dipped to near its lowest in almost a decade. What does that tell us uh, about the economy and, and sort of where we're moving and how we're moving forward? Yeah, well, consumers are concerned about a lot of different things. Obviously, uh, they're concerned about inflation. This is something that affects everybody, regardless of your income level. And so this really gnaws away at people's uh, confidence. And related to that, of course, you have the Federal Reserve raising interest rates strongly. And so it tends to also undermine people's concern about their job security. And, of course, we've seen some high-tech, some very high-profile high-tech layoffs announced. And so that's in the mix as well. Do you think that the lack of or the dip in consumer confidence is going to weigh on people's minds as they head to the polls today in deciding who might be best to sort of take the reins and steer us in the right direction? Oh, yeah. Well, the polls are telling us the economic issues are very high on, uh, on, on people's agendas. You know, people are concerned about inflation. They're concerned about crime. Uh, they're concerned about a lot of the things that you know, that have been Republican issues. And this is why Republicans are doing well. The issues that the Democrats decided to emphasize are things that are getting a lower priority of concern by by voters. And um, and that's where Republicans are heading the polls right now. So let's shift gears now uh, from just overall consumer confidence to specifically small business owners. Where is their sentiment uh, as of October sit? Yeah, well, okay, we have that survey today from the NFIB, the National Federation of Independent Businesses. Uh, we generally say this is small business, but some of the businesses aren't so small, uh, but they're not, they're unincorporated businesses. So in October, that index fell to 91.3 from 92.1. Do you have an idea what that means? Since 1990, the index has been this week or weaker less than 12% of the time. So this is a pretty weak reading on the economy. Well, and, and do small businesses expect any type of improvement over the next, say, six months or so? Or is this a trend that we can continue to expect will will shift downward? <laughs> no, actually, it's not not very good. There's a, there's a section in this report that has assessments where they you ask, is the economy expected to improve? Are you expecting higher real sales? Are you reporting higher real sales, et cetera, et cetera? There are six of these different uh, questions, and of them, uh, five of them got worse uh, on the month. And they also average a standing that's weaker than this only about 10% of the time. Some of them are much, much weaker. For example, in in reaction to the question, are you expecting the economy to improve? You get worse responses only 1.3% of the time historically. So this is not good at all. A rare occurrence. Thanks for putting that into perspective. I, I suppose, uh, are, any advice for a small business owner as we sort of wade through these rough waters? Well, I think always small business owners know this. They know to be careful. Um, this is not a time that you want to stick your neck out, that you want to take a lot of chances. You want to make sure that you have flexibility. You've got cash on hand. You want to do what's safe. Uh, 
you know, and you want to try to survive. You know, there are sometimes you try to prosper. There's sometimes you try to take risks. There's sometimes you try to expand your business. Uh, this is not the time for that. This is the time to be one of the survivors so that you can engage in those more lofty strategies later on after you have survived and others haven't. Thanks so much. Bob Brusca, chief economist at Fact and Opinion Economics in New York. Up next, an electric car covered in solar panels. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A German company has developed a car that utilizes solar cells that are integrated into the vehicle's body. Let's learn more from Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And Paul, this isn't just some type of add-on. This technology is actually part of the vehicle? That's exactly right. Uh, Most people correctly imagine solar panels um, when they think of a solar-powered anything, really, including a car. And when they think of solar panels, they think of a glass-covered, um, you know, layered silicon that is unique in its properties that basically 60% of the energy it gets from the sun gets turned into uh, electricity. That's all great when you're powering, say, a house by putting, you know, hundreds of square feet of panels on a house. Uh, but the average square footage on a car is between 10 and 25 square feet of surface area total. So the, the, the obvious challenge is, well, what are you going to do? We're we going to get giant solar panels to charge this thing? Answer, no. Scion, uh, pardon me, Sono, the uh, German company, they call their car the Scion. Uh, they have figured out a way, a new polymer-based solar technology that allows up to about 70 miles of driving a week purely powered by the material on the outside of the vehicle itself. Result is, it also has a battery, so you can go further than 70 miles. But the point is, you could actually make small commutes happen over your week just by exposing the car to the sun. So it's an electric vehicle, but as I'm driving it, I'm gaining more miles? That's exactly right. As you drive it, assuming that it's reasonably sunny or even just there is sunlight, clearly it cannot charge at night, just as a solar panel cannot translate uh, sun's energy into electricity at night. Um, But there is a battery for the very same reason a lot of people who are wanting to get off the grid with their house, they put solar panels on the house and they also add a battery. Um, Tesla sells them, Panasonic sells them, LG sells them. You can put a battery to store that power generated during the day. Same thing with the Scion. You power the car with sunlight, and then you have a battery in the car that uh, holds on to the excess power and lets you drive further. I have to think that this technology would be kind of expensive. What's the price point for these vehicles? Um, surprise, surprise. Good question. Twenty-five grand for really. This car. Now this is yeah. Now hmm. here's why that's big deal is because most people assume correctly again that a, that the battery technology in most cars is expensive, and they're in most electric cars that is, and electric cars are you know, often starting in the thirty-five dollars to $45,000 range, and then they go way up from there. Uh, the Porsche, you can get um, one for an easy two hundred grand. Um, so it, with this $25,000 price point, what they're saying is that they are reducing costs not just by their new technology, but also they only offer it in black along that long tradition of Henry Ford saying you can have any color you want in the Model T as long as it's black, right. so they don't have that many options. And they also, by the way, um, have made it so that most of the other – you know, sort of uh, the, the, the dashboard gives you real-time information, but what that's really telling you is that none of the extras that would normally come with a car come with this one. And I have to say, looking at it, it ain't pretty. Um, but if you want a car that purely works on, uh, on the sun's energy, it's a very efficient, very powerful way to do it. Thanks so much, Paul Hawkman, president of Humongous Media, still ahead in Travel Tuesday, strategies to limit problems while flying this holiday season. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. 
Good afternoon. I'm Rachel Pearson in for Rob Hart, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. It's election day with voters in position to decide important races and referendums, both locally and nationally. In Travel Tuesday, some tips to help make your airport experience more tolerable over the holidays. Plus, the price of used cars is dropping steadily after a sharp rise over the past two years. WBBM Business the Dow up 232 points, NASDAQ up 36, and the SP 500 up 13 points. AccuWeather calls for sunshine, mixing with some clouds today with a high 57 degrees. Cloudy tonight, low 45. Then again, the sunshine's back tomorrow. It's warmer, too, with a high of 67 degrees. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Voters are having their voices heard on this final day to cast a ballot in the midterm elections. Key races for Senate are taking place in Pennsylvania and Georgia, while Illinois is among the states choosing a governor. WBBM's Bernie Tafoya reports on the local vote from the loop. Chicago Election Board Chair Maricel Hernandez says 270,000 Chicagoans voted early in person or by mail, including 23,000 in person yesterday. We're hoping that surge continues today. People come out and vote. There's so many issues that affect every person, and no matter what your opinion is on those issues, we need people to come out and vote. There are half as many polling places in the city as there used to be, 946. Voters can cast ballots at their assigned polling place or go to any of the 51 early voting sites that are scattered throughout the city, including here at the Loop Super Site, where Stacy Howlett was happy to cast her ballot this morning, along with her 16-month-old daughter, Fiona. It's election day. It's a good day to come out and vote and exercise your rights and help protect our little ones and our city and our state. Polls are open until 7 o'clock tonight. If you're in line at 7, you will get a chance to vote. Reporting from Clark and Lake, Bernie Tafoya, 105.9 WBBM. We'll have live, continuous election coverage, along with full analysis from our panel of experts starting when the polls close at 7 this evening. You'll also find key election info online at WBBMnewsradio.com. We now know where the winning Powerball ticket has been sold. Powerball officials say that ticket, worth $2.4 billion, was sold in California. The winning numbers drawn this morning after a technical glitch last night were white balls 10, 33, 41. 147 and 56, the red Powerball was 10. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. ...that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Markets are higher. We're joined by Matt Shapiro, president of MWS Capital here in Chicago. And Matt, investors uh, keeping a very close eye on the polls today. Historically, how have elections, specifically the midterms, affected Wall Street as it looks forward? Hi, Rachel. Well, uh, historically, the midterms deliver a very strong market over the next year. And of course, that's sort of the last, uh, you know, statistic investors, of course, are hanging on after, you know, a difficult and turbulent year is, you know, will we have a good surge after the midterms and, you know, followed by a Santa Claus rally? I mean, uh, that's about the best that we can hope for, given all the turbulence from the Federal Reserve's actions to help control inflation. 
Now, markets, you sort of mentioned, they tend to gain into year end, uh, at least after midterm elections. Is that what you're anticipating this year as well? I think so, because right now, you know, um, uh, the Wall Street prog- is, you know, prognosticating some Republican control of one or both chambers, and the market seems to think that gridlock will be helpful, and alternately to maybe create some kind of consensus between the two parties to help control inflation outside of the Federal Reserve, but by government policy, which would help the Federal Reserve quite a bit. And if interest rates, um, you know, if this is the the peak of interest rates, that would be very good for the market because at the end of the day, with a PE ratio of about 15 for the S and P 500, stocks are reasonably attractive once investors see the light at the end of the tunnel with respect to interest rates. Are there certain sectors that you think are poised to move higher at the end of the year? Well, right now, Rachel. It seems like the large cap tech, you know, listeners out there, you know, your Amazon hasn't done great. Google hasn't done great. So it'll be crucial to the market to see how these big technology companies do towards the end of the year. Right now, the flavor seems to be a little bit more the steadier stuff that didn't get hit as much, for instance, healthcare and industrial companies. But however, in in a general market recovery where the Federal Reserve is perceived to be more restrained uh, from the outcome of the election, I think all stocks should do pretty well. We know that that the markets are forward-facing and really have already sort of determined what's going to be made of of results tonight. However, what happens, let's say there's a race maybe that's too close to call. Do we have a recount? Does that create more uncertainty in the market? I think it will, especially if the Senate control, you know, drags on for a couple weeks, which is certainly very likely, you know, especially if there's a runoff in Georgia. Um, That election would not be, I think, until the first week of December. So that would create additional uncertainty. And we've we've even seen today, you know, the the, the market was hot out of the gate and has pulled back a little bit in the last few minutes, just reflecting, I think, a note of caution coming into tomorrow. Well, one, we have a very important price report that will um, affect the Federal Reserve's next interest rate increase. So, you know, a little bit of a caution is going to seep in until we see what happens tomorrow and tonight. Do you think then we get to breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief, having some clarity as to what policies might look like moving forward? Well, I think all investors, Rachel, would like to breathe a sigh of relief. But unfortunately, it's just going to take time to work through this turbulent period in the market. So we do expect, while the midterm should deliver much better markets, uh, it's going to take a while for investors to finally exhale after a difficult year. (laughs) We'll keep holding our breath then. Thanks so much, Matt Shapiro, president of MWS Capital here in Chicago. Up next in Travel Tuesday, avoiding those delays and nasty cancellations this holiday season. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday, and it's been a rough year for air passengers, whether that's delays or cancellations. But hey, let's look ahead to the holidays and how you might be able to avoid some of those hassles and headaches. We're joined now by Joe Schwederman, professor of public services and director of the Chattuck Institute at DePaul University. Joe, I think I'm one of many who has a horror story when it comes to traveling over the holidays. I got stranded in Utah overnight, and I'm telling you, it's not going to happen again. So what are some things I can do to avoid that again? 
Yeah, that's certainly uh, the stakes are just higher now. When things go bad at airports, they can really go bad. Hotel rooms get uh, gobbled up and you can be stuck. And uh, so I think you know, the advice that, that seems to be uh, – uh, really critical is you don't try to book tight connections. If, you're, if your connection's under 45, 50 minutes, think twice about that because of the, the late flights. We also know that a little bit earlier in the day is better because you have a better chance of being reaccommodated. And there's actually fewer cancellations early in the day, too, because of the ripple effect that often happens. And we're seeing more and more uh, incentive to get those nonstop flights because you just have uh, you take away a critical variable there. Unfortunately, in Chicago, that's not too hard to do. Well, as you mentioned, so he, uh, this is the perfect case, and this is exactly what happened to me: is I, I booked the flight. It was an evening flight, and I had a layover in Utah on my way to LA, and I missed my connection. There were no more flights for the evening, and I got put up in a hotel and couldn't go until the next morning. And so, I completely agree: give yourself ample time, or like you said, those direct flights also sort of take out that variable of lost baggage. Exactly right. It's really murky on what airlines uh, will provide you, and the U.S. DOT is forcing airlines to, to make clear what they'll do if you mis- misconnect. And if it's due to the weather, they're not legally entitled to do a lot, but we're starting to see them uh, at least come up to the plate with a, a predictable policy, and that's that's a step in the right direction. You also know if you download the airline's app, that can just help. If something happens, you're right there. Uh, a lot of times, like on Southwest, you can rebook yourself and avoid waiting in the, those killer lines, which is hard to predict if it's 10 minutes or, or three hours with, with some of the, the lines when airports uh, occur. And, and clearly, uh, uh, a strategy is harder to do, but if you avoid massive airports, the stress can be a little bit less. So we know O'Hare actually led the list in terms of airports that had uh, delays and cancellations thus far this year. Things have gotten a lot better. But O'Hare uh, can be a pretty uh, pretty crazy place when the weather gets bad. Well, that's just it. Sometimes we know that delays and cancellations are out of our hands, but but these little small things maybe can make a really big difference. That's exactly right. And I think it's a state of mind, too, that if you uh, plan on a possible delay, bring something to read, some food, uh, plans to make phone calls, and just use that time as productively as you can, because it's just a fact of life now. I mean, in July, we had close to 20% of the flights around the country were late on, on some periods. Uh, this holiday, I don't think we're going to have as much problem with cancellations. I mean, cross your fingers. But the airlines haven't been able to roll out enough seats. So these flights are really packed. So that means when you do have cancellations, uh, you know, prepare for uh, spending some time in the airport as, uh, as you wait for Plan B. Thanks so much, Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services and Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul University here in Chicago. You can join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday. Plus, still ahead, used car prices seem to be coming back down to earth. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Used car prices skyrocketed during the pandemic, but are now coming back down. Let's talk about that trend with John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv based in Detroit. John, at one point, it seemed like it was more fiscally responsible to buy a new car than a used one just because they were so comparable in price. But that, that trend now seems to be shifting. You're right, Rachel. We're finally starting to see used car prices come down. According to Mannheim, they dropped 2% last month, and they're down 10% compared to a year ago. Now, it depends what segment that you're looking at. So, for example, luxury cars have fallen the most in, in price. 
then come uh, SUVs and then midsize cars. The ones that have not dropped as much, surprisingly, are pickups and compact cars have gone down the least. Nonetheless, there's uh, overall a, a 10% drop. You know, what's driving that is used car sales are starting to go down. And we know all the reasons why interest rates are going sky high. That's pushing a lot of people out of the market. But one interesting thing is happening, too. On the new car side, there's more availability. There's, there's more inventory. And we saw a nice increase in new car sales last month. And that's part of the reason why used car sales are going down. Some people are actually going back to the new car market. Now that there's actually uh, chips to put in those vehicles, right? <laughs> we know that's that was exactly a, right. Yeah, that was a big ironing out some of those supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the interesting thing: Could this, as we see car prices start to drop, you think this will translate into perhaps the housing market, or, or really just does it suggest that the Fed's policy, its fight on inflation, is working in driving down these prices? Yeah, it is. I mean, but you know, it, it's a brutal way of doing it. You know, we're making it too expensive for people to buy things, and. Uh, that's definitely going to reduce inflation, and we're seeing some of that happening right now with used cars. And how is that translating into uh, the used car market and their stock prices? I'm thinking about like the big names, CarMax, Carvana. Are their shares struggling with this as prices start to come down? Well, as you probably know, Carvana has taken a, a, a real bath here. It was the darling of the stock market just two years ago. Now they've seen a a dangerous plunge in the stock price. That's got to do with a lot of things, with the way the company was being run and all that. But you're right. um, The the fall in prices, the fall in used car sales, that's driving down the prices of the, uh, the companies that deal in those used cars. So is now the time to buy a used car, or do I wait even more for the price to come down further? You know, I you know if it were up to me, if you can wait, wait. Because even though they've come down 10%, they're still far, far higher than they were just a couple of years ago. So this market could come down, the, the used car market prices could come down significantly more, but you might have to wait a couple of years. That's John McElroy, automotive industry analyst based in Detroit. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's also a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.